Hello, welcome to The Weird and Suspicious. This week, we do not have Josh or Kyla. He is visiting her in California, and they skipped out so that they could have their own fun together. So, this week, we have a special guest. His name is Scott Hagman, and he owns a shop right outside of Allegan in Fenville, and he puts on scavenger hunt type things for Allegan during the fall and he is putting on a spooky easter egg hunt just for adults so we have him telling us about all the campfire stories that he heard growing up about Allegan and Allegan County and just around the area it is a very morbid place I guess kind of spooky and so we have him on and his son and then we also have my sister, Anna, and so she's on, she came with me to ask questions and to sit in on the interview. So, welcome to the Weird and Suspicious. That is weird. That is suspicious. And I hope you enjoy. I'm Scott Hageman, and I own Pier Cove Cargo Company, and uh, with my son, Dylan, and we... Uh, Boy, what do we, we, what we do is we do events, um, we create signs and t-shirts and um, set up retail accounts to mom and pop shops throughout Michigan and uh, yeah, that's what we do. And you would do like the melon head games. The melon head games. Yes, we did, we're going on our fourth year on the Melonhead Games, and um, it all started because, you know, as, as a kid back in the late 60s and early 70s and throughout the 70s, um, we would all go camping out at Pine Point Campground, and you just got to know the other campers out there throughout the summer, and a lot of the people were the same people every summer, so there was a nice group of us. And at night, everyone would tell campfire stories. Now, my dad um, came from the area, and he had a couple brothers, and you know they ran through Allegan Forest. And uh, so, you know, from the 40s and 50s, they picked up the old stories, and they would share those around the campfire. Um, you know, with, with the Yellow Motel. Yeah. Um, with. The, the purple gang out of Detroit coming down, um, the POW camp, and I actually took Dylan one year for Easter. The Easter Bunny brought him a map, and the map was of the lost treasure of Allegan Forest. And this is when I had my shop in Allegan, and it was a skateboard slash tattoo shop. And um, boy, what were you, eight? Seven, eight years old at the time. Where yeah. was that one at? Pardon? Where was that at in Allegan? Um, where sh the Schroendorf's? Schroendorf's? Yeah, 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 right there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that was my, that was, yeah, that was my shop. But, um, the Easter Bunny brought them this map of, of the lost treasure of Allegan Forest. And the story behind the map is, during World War II, when the German prisoners were shipped over here, and stayed at Camp Lakewood out in the Allegan Forest. And they 
Camp Lakewood would hire a lot of the locals, you know, you know, do cooking and, and cleaning and, and basic stuff like that. And um, they hired one of the, a farm girl that came in. You know, she was early 20s. And she fell in love with one of the German officers. And they knew it would never work because shortly after the war he would be shipped back to Germany. And, you know, she had no desire to go to Germany. So what happened was, you know, they devised a plan. He was going to fake his death. And back then when, when a prisoner died at the camp, they would just burn the bodies at, uh, at another location out in the Allegan Forest. And there's this the old silo still out there if you really look for it. <laughs> but anyways, at the Berry Ranch, one of the guards there would take his body down to this creek. It's actually Swan Creek. And there's this, what at one time was some kind of boat launch along the river. And, um, you know, there's a concrete slab there. And, you know, down a huge embankment. It's, it's, it's really cool to camp there. A little creepy. But, but um, anyways, he wasn't going to sneak down there. There'd be a boat waiting for him. And he would get in the boat and follow Swan Creek to the Kalamazoo River. You know, this is a German, you know. Three German prisoners once escaped there and swam across Lake Allegan thinking it was Lake Michigan and wow. thought they were in Canada. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 this is this is their mindset, yeah, you know. So he, his idea was, all right, you know, I'll go down Swan Creek and Kalamazoo River, row across Lake Michigan, you know, calm nights and everything else. Um, hit the uh, Chicago River to the Mississippi down the Mississippi, this is all in a rowboat, down the Mississippi into the Gulf of Mexico to South America. Wow. wow. Yeah, easy problem. Anyways, <laughs> so the, the, the plan was all devised. It, it kind of worked out. She was going to leave a bunch of money for him. Um, just, you know, so when he did get to Chicago, you could maybe catch a train or, you know, get other transportation beside that. But, you know, with his accent and everything, and during the time period, World War II, you know, he had to be re really careful on how he traveled. Yeah. And she left the money buried at a location that would only be revealed at night. She never found him. He disappeared. But every year she would go back and bury that more money in hopes that he would come back and find it. You know, because she was thinking he didn't make it. Yeah. So he's here somewhere. So I'm, I'm going to keep providing money. So, you know, it just became something that she did, you know, more of a closure thing. You know, this is how I say goodbye. You know, I'm going to bury all these little cans of money all over the place. Well, the map took them to where the treasures were buried, all this money. And we were at the shop after he got in the map, Dylan and I went down to the shop and our, our tattoo guy was down there. And, you know, I told him the story behind it. And, uh, you know, next thing we know, instead of just Dylan and I, it's my tattoo artist and his girlfriend, sister, and, you know, all of us ended up going down there and following this map. And we're sitting down there where we were camping, and on the side of the hill, a light started to appear. And Dylan and Zach grabbed the shovel, ran up the hill, and started digging and found all these little gold coins. And, uh, that, that's the lost treasure, but there's supposed to be more little cans of 
money. They're out in Allegan's Forest. Out, well, yeah, out in Allegan Forest. Um, you familiar with the Berry Ranch? No. No? Um, you know where Pine Point Campground is? Mm, it's off of Monroe Road? Yeah. Kind of. I think it's 44th Street. If you, uh, if you're coming from Allegan, it would be just before you go over a bridge. Yeah. Um, then, then you see the DNR office on the left. You turn south there on 44th Street, and you go, you go down maybe two and a half, three miles, and there'll be a little parking spot. And if you really want to get creeped out, this is one of the best trails in all of Allegan Forest to get creeped out. Um, the parking spot for maybe six, seven cars, and you'll see a red fence there. They got it blocked off. You can't drive back there anymore. You start walking back. You know, it's like a two-tracker, real smooth walking. And you get back maybe a mile, and the trees start getting really big. I mean, three foot across. You know, big, huge branches coming down all over this path. And all of a sudden, it appears. This big, round structure. Maybe 20 feet in there. You know, probably eight feet across with just a little hole. And that, I mean, I, I tell people, leave it to your imagination. Yeah. Go look at it. Go out after dark. <laughs> okay? Go out after dark. And yeah. What is it? It's. A... Go out there and see. Yeah. I crawled in it once. But, um, it's. it's... It's metal? Concrete and metal. First year of Melonhead Games, we put Sister Mary in it. Sister, <laughs> Sister Mary's the, the one out here. Did you see her? She has a sarag on, tie-dye sarag. She's sort of a demonic nun. Okay. Oh, okay. That's kind of funny. <laughs> well, that's harsh. You know, <laughs> calling her demonic. I mean, she's got kind of this running kiss-looking makeup. <laughs> she's pale with yellow eyes. And she's wearing a nun outfit. <laughs> she's a sister, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you she's get still attached the to her. You really, you know, there's these movies about guys falling in love with a mannequin. Yeah, I can kind of see that. that you know? Yeah. I am yeah. legend. He has nothing but mannequins. I mean, it has an appeal. Mannequins don't talk. But yeah. They, no. just, <laughs> they just sit there and look pretty. Or just creepy. I guess it depends on the mannequin. She's inside the, the thing. That's okay. the tiny little hole in the structure. Okay, that's the, a really weird thing. That, that's Sister Mary. So it's like the hole, terrifying. it's like you can see through the hole to the other side. So it's not like... It's you, like yeah, you, you can see inside this round structure. Yeah. That, that, that's all. I was it, picturing like a silo. It, yeah, it laying, is a it's silo. It's not laying down. Oh, it standing is a silo? Up. Yeah, there's a little hole in the wall of yeah, it. Yeah, it's standing up, oh. though. That it's you like can, a, that's a barely pole. maybe like a 16 inches wide. With a nun in it. It's terrifying. <laughs> but, yeah, that I mean, the, the Melonhead games came from hearing those old stories. You know, sitting around the campfire. And, you know, it was really strange because these weren't stories about werewolves i guess maybe a couple of them were but you know i mean they they they, they, they weren't your typical campfire stories you know there wasn't a big boo at the end it was a story that made you want to go explore the place they were talking about because every story was actually about a place in the forest yeah you know i mean we had the pow camp in joseph what is that 
the the prisoner of war camp oh. um camp lakewood it's where they kept the german soldiers during during world okay. war ii that makes more sense. but um joseph was a prisoner that escaped and um you know the campfire story goes you know he, he escaped because he wanted to go back to to germany which who didn't um actually quite a few of them ended up staying but anyways he escaped on a January night with about 10 degree weather and zero visibility. I mean, it was a hardcore like a blizzard. winter blizzard. Yeah. yeah, here in Michigan. And, um, you know, he, he followed the banks of, of the Kalamazoo River for maybe three, four miles from the old prisoner of war camp. And um, then he started going inland to try and find some kind of shelter. And he ended up passing away at what we call the demon tree. And it's this tree that has like a seat in it. I mean, you can go up and you can like sit inside this tree. Then it's got four stumps, I'd say maybe two and a half feet across. And these stumps start going up. And this is just this monstrous tree out there. It's a creepy tree, and we always call it the demon tree. And Joseph found that tree with these huge, you know, like you're sitting on a throne. That's what it looks like. And um, that's where they ended up finding him was sitting inside the demon tree. You know, and then, you know, the my uncles and dad and stuff would tell us this, these stories. So the next day, you know, usually next night, we're taking flashlights, you know, we're hiking three, four miles in the dark through the woods to find the demon tree. You know, and, and to have that story told to you as a kid, then you're out searching for it, and it's like, oh my God, that's that's yeah. the four prongs. That's yeah. the demon tree. That's the throne, man. Yeah. No one would sit in it. It's like, uh-uh, you know, we'd go up to <laughs> I it. I wouldn't even investigate it at all. What happens with the melon head games is you buy a melon head t-shirt for 10 bucks mm -hmm. you know it, it's people seem to collect them this is our fourth year and everyone's got like every year you know and this shirt changes but with the t-shirt comes a map and every year it's five different locations it's the five scariest places in Allegan forest and after dark they take this map and they try and see what the melon heads left for them because they always leave something. You know, I mean, I mean not toys or candy. Bodies? There's something waiting. <laughs> you know? And um, it, it's, it's a great time. Because, you know, there's an, everyone asks, well, what time does it start? It starts after dark. Okay? You can go right after dark. You can go at midnight. You can go at 3 in the morning. But you've got to go before the sun comes up. Because that's when all the melon head things leave. And um, so, you know, we, there's people out all night long going through Hellion Forest with flashlights. And it's kind of cool, you know, to, yeah. to, to see fun. that. And it, it's just not one trail. There's five different areas. The first year we did the, the, the Yellow Motel. And from the Yellow Motel, they went to the Berry Ranch, um, is, is what we call it, where the German soldiers would work during the day at, at, the, at the farm there. And... Um, from there, they went to Hangman's Point, which is a real creepy place. There's a there's a lot of um, a lot of witches do rituals out there. Um, there's always signs. I mean, you go down to Hangman's Point to the tree there. 
Huh? Where's it at? Um, do you know where the old beach is on, at Pine Point Campground? Yeah. Yeah? When you cross over that bridge on Monroe Road, mm -hmm. um, you can see Hangman's Point. Okay. You know, if if you look off, it would be to the left. Mm -hmm. um, I think you, I know you what could, you're talking about. Yeah, it's a, it's a big point that goes out in the Swan Pond or Creek or whatever they call it there. But at the end of that point is a tree that hangs out, and it, it the one branch is curved. Okay, during the Great Depression, 1917, 1918. When was the Great Depression? It was in what 20s? Yeah. We're only 20, 30s. Had to have been 30s. Yeah. Anyways, during the Great Depression, <laughs> a lot of men, you know, they didn't have jobs. They couldn't provide for their family. You know, in you know, during that period, that was, that was, his job. You know, I mean, it was really, all right. You know, if I can't provide for my family, I'm nothing. Yeah. And um, you know, it was a depressing time. There was absolutely no work. You know, people were starving. And a lot of men hung themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the campfire story was that 27 men hung themselves. Now, evidently, one of my uncles must have been a rock fan because, you know, you got Jim Morris and Janis Joplin and, you know, the whole oh, list of yeah. people, Kurt Cobain yeah. and, you know, the whole list of people that died at 27. Mm -hmm. And Amy Whitehouse, you know, <laughs> you can go on and on and on, you know. But um, 27 men apparently hung themselves at this tree. And, uh, you know, and, and once again, you know, when you're 12, 13 years old and you're hearing this story, it's like, man, as soon as a grown-up's gone to bed, we're heading down to find the tree. Yeah. You know, and you go up onto that, and the spot is, I, I, I don't know much about practicing witchcraft, Um but there's got to be something at that spot that is good for whatever ceremony they're doing. Um, but it's creepy as hell. You know, I mean. It's it, all the people that died there. 27 people. You, you, <laughs> it's you're a good running, number to. You, you're running down out. that path and you start seeing these ritual things here and there. And it's like, man. And then you shine your flashlight up and here's this bent tree. And there's a vibe. I mean, there's a chill. And that, that was always the thing about these stories, because if it re when you finally found what it was, the story was about, there was a chill. Yeah. There, there was, there was a just, it, it, it could be 99 degrees out and 100% humidity, and when you find that spot, you're chilled, you're yeah. cold. And it's like, you know, you grow up doing that, and it's, it's with the Melonhead games, I just wanted to continue that. You know, I mean, just like great grandma's passing down this recipe, you know, it goes to generation <laughs> to generation. And since the camp, Pine Point Campground has been closed, there's no next generation. There's no one else that's going to go out and find these spots and get yeah. the chill, man. I mean, so that, I mean, that's kind of what it's about. That's what, it, you know, to say, hey, look. You know, plus you get a cool t-shirt, you know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think people are always surprised by how, like, I guess, spooky and stuff Allegan is. Allegan's you know? spooky. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, even downtown Allegan's spooky. I mean, yeah. you, you've got the two old hospitals up there, which one's the Elks Lodge, and mm -hmm. I don't, actually, the Winchester House, you know what house that is? Is um, it right downtown? No, it's it's headed out 89 towards Otsego. 
it's it's you know where the Elks Lodge is mm -hmm. okay it'd be if you turn down the Elks Lodge parking lot and headed back downtown there's uh I, there used to be tennis courts but now it's pickleball mm -hmm. courts all right right across the street from the pickleball courts is another little park and right next to that is like a two or three story brick house. Yeah, it's like oh, really beautiful. big. Yeah, yeah. It's really pretty. Yeah, I mean. It's like a tan brick color, not like yeah. a red brick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's big. I mean, it's a house I say, wow, that's big, you know. And, um, but that was the Winchester home, you know. And to me, that was always like the haunted house of Allegan, you know. It wasn't the Elks Lodge and there was a place up by um, Hillside School or, you know, where the old high school used to be. Mm -hmm. There's a couple houses through there that were really creepy. There's some houses that look really creepy over there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, I don't know that many, like, uh, of this, any stories from Allegan. The Yellow Motel is one of the only ones I've heard of. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, okay. First year, Melonhead Games. Yellow Motel, Berry Ranch. Then we went to um, Hangman's Point. Fourth spot was um, the POW camp. And um, from there, we went to the Allegan Dam. There's a location at the Allegan Dam that's... That's haunted? Huh? That's haunted? Or it's creepy? It's real creepy. <laughs> and it's even creepier now because they just had that guy that drowned there. Oh, um, he was He was working for the... He was a contractor for the electric company. And he was going down to check some of the structure. And he got tangled up and all the fish lines that are all over the place down in there. Mm. And his scuba tank only had 20 minutes. You know, and that was that. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of bodies have been thrown out in Elegant Forest. I can see that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a, it, you know, and, and that goes back to, okay, let me finish. I get on these <laughs> rabbit trails. But that was the first year's location. Um, this past year, um... We started out at um, Creature Island, which is an island out in Allegan Forest. And uh, it's the, the story behind Creature Island, the campfire story that we were told, is there was this creature, um, looked like a man, huge wings, black, um, almost looked angelic, you know, like an angel, but it was it black. Like Mothman. Mothman. Um, <laughs> And it was the same time period that he was seen here, but, you know, it was like 68, somewhere around there. And have you ever been to Pleasant Point, West Virginia? Yeah. That's where the Mothman sighting was, mm -hmm. one of them. That. There was also one in Russia during that same time period. Um, in Russia, thought it was China because they shared the border there. Um, they thought it was China with some kind of new military device doing it, and, and China thought, that, yeah, they thought the <laughs> other thing, except, you know, the, when the sightings of it, it, it wasn't a plane or anything like that, it was a creature, it was alive, yeah. it moved, and, um, anyways, you know, in West Virginia, in both locations, there was a tragedy after the sightings. You know, in, in West Virginia, it was the bridge that collapsed and killed like 38 people, somewhere, somewhere, something like that. And in China, a bridge collapsed. I don't know if fatalities for that, but both of them followed tragedies. And Creature Island, it's, once again, at dark, you know, you can go there all day long and it's not spooky. 
but you go there after dark and just something different happens. Anyways, that was the first stop. You know, there were some sightings of, of the creature out there, Mothman, you know, whatever. And then um, after we went there, the, the next stop was... Where did they go after that? They went to back to the Berry Ranch, and uh, that, that's a great location because you know it's go for, do it, go for a walk back there, do it in the daytime, and and you know but you you take that trail back there, and you know you start the first half mile on this trail at the Berry Ranch. It's you know there's nothing doesn't there's there's nothing you know you're mm -hmm. just walking through the woods, yeah. but when you get into the big trees. Yeah, then it changes yeah you know it's it's something about them trees you know and then you see the silo you know and it's like man <laughs> it's like someone switched the light and everything turned off and you feel like you are to me i feel like i'm walking back to that period and it's like this is just creepy as hell but this is you know once again this is how i grew up you know i mean it's not like my uncles and dad were demi you know, into all this stuff. My dad really didn't like scary shit. Yeah, but well, we when, grew up hearing like melonheads. Yeah, he he too. they you know he it's passed on. Yeah, and and you know those were the campfire stories, and it was great, man. I mean, it, it was just something you, you shared with kids you met during the summer, mm -hmm. and that's probably the only time you ever see them. You yeah. know, during the summer at, at Pine Point Campground and. You know, it's 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 just the you know the new generations are missing out on this. Yeah, I think yeah. now it's moved more towards like I feel like Reddit has taken that place where people just go on and and that's where people get like more um, like fake stories like uh, what are they call creepy yeah like a, creepy pasta yes it is yeah creepy pasta stories so like um, Slender Man and stuff mm -hmm. like that is just like Thunder who Slender Man Slender Man what's that. Like, instead of going out and and seeing what creepy stuff is around them, people kind of just read about creepy made-up stories yeah. online. So, like, Slender Man's, like, story. a tall, <clears throat> dark figure that has no face, that, like, yeah. lives in the woods, and... He leaves notes for you to find and follows yeah. you. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. But it's, so like, creepy. a... And, like, the creepypasta thing is just, like, things that are... Strictly made up, like they're not. Like if I made yeah. up a scary story. Yeah. Like if I made up a, it's like a campfire story. Yeah. But like with no history behind it. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, now if you and could take if, if you could take those, and find something proof that <laughs> yeah. maybe this could be true, <laughs> huh? Well, I think that's what, what like with Slenderman people tried to do. Well, and ended up with some people ended up killing people about yeah. it, but. Yeah. <laughs> But but people make too much of an effort to make the horror real. Yeah. You can't change a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, you, you, yeah. that's the thing. And that's I why mean, it's like cooler because it's like you can go and visit cooler. it and see yeah. it, and, and especially like when it's like local stuff. Because it makes it more believable since there's something tangible you can see. Yeah, it's the living history of the story. I get a lot of Chicago people in here. Mm-hmm. You know, during the summer, and they eat this shit up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they do. A lot of, I've got several people from Chicago doing Fear the Bunny, you know, simply because they either heard or did the Melonhead games. So, um, it's, it's, it's marketable. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, people are bored now, you know, and, and, and dear God, you know, 
I wanted to go to a concert and I seen the $300 per ticket price. And it's like, what are we thinking here? You know, this is absurd to spend that kind of money on anybody. <laughs> yeah. When we have a huge forest that has so much history behind it, go out and explore, you know? I mean, I don't know. That's kind of my thinking, but... So, is the name of the Melonheads after, like, the Melonheads in the alley? Oh, uh, here's the... Okay, here's the campfire story. Because <laughs> I've never... <laughs> I've heard of the name, but I've never heard, like, the, this. Much. This is what I learned as a kid growing up. Melonheads. You know, a lot of Saugatuck people get a little offended mm -hmm. that they feel like I'm taking their thing. You know, it's like, no. You know, you know I, then I tell them, this is what I heard growing up. That um, before prenatal pills really came out, a lot of the mothers would have what they call a uh, water baby, water head. Um, wh what's what's the term for it? Mongoloid? Yeah. You know, de really deformed. And they were, the babies were put in institutions, you know, they're because, you know, they weren't really planned to live long. And they did. I mean, a lot of them lived quite a, you know, quite a period. And um, when the Great Depression hit, all these institutions were shut down. You know, and this is what we heard, I heard around the campfire. That once the institutions were shut down, these mongoloids, I mean, I don't know what you call them, water babies. Melon heads. Melon heads. Well, at this point, they've been kept in the dark. For their whole lives, so they're yeah. they're they've they've changed and they haven't been socialized. They weren't they weren't ever treated like a human. Yeah. Okay. They were so a deformed like a feral animal. Yeah. Like a wild animal. Yeah. Were people just like leaving them out in the woods? Well, when when the government shut down these institutions that they were at, they just let them go. Just. They just open the doors and open said, the door. You're gone. This <laughs> place day, is. Sir. Yeah. Can't this... afford to keep you. So. So a lot of them ended up literally just going out into. Well, the they ended up in the forest. A lot of them died, but most, you know, some of them that survived ended up in the forest. Were they nocturnal? You know, they they only came out at night. You know, they hid during the day, but better than Sasquatch. And they would only come out at night. And they became flesh-eating. They became human-eating. They yeah. they liked devouring. Cannibal. Cannibals. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's that's the story of the Melonheads. You know, in Saugatuck, Phelps Mansion, I don't know if it's really true or not, was one of the institutions mm, that, that these were at. And, you know, that's how the Saugatuck thing is tied into this. And, um, but yeah, they're, they're I mean... <laughs> It's kind of funny to Google melon heads. Yeah. You know, and, and see. And there's that melon head movie, I guess. Someone made a movie about the melon heads. And uh, I never watched it, but did you find the melon head movie? Yeah, it came out in 2011. Really? Yeah. Where was it filmed? I think in Allegan, Michigan. Really? Really? <clears throat> Does it say we can watch it? Why out? hasn't the Regent Theater had Griswold? <laughs> Forget the Regent. Yeah. Griswold <laughs> should have this. A melonhead eve. It says, yeah. Brian Clark is a researcher looking into the truth of Allegan, Michigan's local melonhead legend. Pairing up with a local man, Joe Dobbs, the two attempt to track down the monster. Oh, there's only one in their oh. story. 
the melon heads. But it must only be one. the alpha melon. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I mean, it has 5.3 out of 10. That'd be something kind of cool. We could hide Not tickets great. out in Allegan Forest in the, some kind of a cooperation with the theater. Yeah. Find tickets and you get to see them find the melon head. Do you want to tell us about the Fear the Bunny thing? Fear the Bunny. That's, uh... This will come out before that, too, so... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Fear the Bunny is kind of along the same lines as the Melonhead games, you know, except you're hunting for Easter eggs. Um, it's at just at one location instead of, you know, mm -hmm. several. All over the forest. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be creepy. Um, I mean... Who doesn't like to hunt for Easter eggs? Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the best childhood memories I have is waking up Sunday morning and looking out my window to see if I can see any eggs mm -hmm. in the yard. You know, I mean, and the greatest year was when it snowed real bad and the dye ran off the eggs, so you had this little round circle <laughs> of color yeah. all over yeah. the snow. You know, but, you know, that, that was a good time, you know, and people really, they need to go back. Because the past couple of years have been crap. Yeah. Um, and in a way, it might be a good thing because, you know, people are getting less into, the you know, the movies and, and concerts and, you know, that type of entertainment and finding a more natural, you know, Organic. happy, I mean, enter entertainment, you know, I mean... And, um, you know, Easter egg hunt, you know, who do, who doesn't want one? And uh, so, you know, for a grown-up, it's really not that much fun to do during the daytime, mm -hmm. you know, because what's the challenge? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at night, with the only flashlight you get to use is the one I give you, oh. okay? You can't bring your big old spotlight. <laughs> You've got to have this nice little flashlight that can see maybe <laughs> six feet in front of you that's it mm -hmm. and you know there's gonna be the blue star zombie slayers have done a great job of getting a good core of zombies okay because um you got three types of zombies and you know i have everyone from 20 years of age and we've got a couple people in their 70s that are going to go out there and hunt for easter eggs so what we don't want <laughs> <laughs> what we don't want is the z world or world war z mm -hmm. zombie movie you ever see that yeah, one yeah them freaking the things they were fast yeah. it's like no way so what we did you know and even the walking dead zombies get a little fast sometimes yeah. because you gotta think you're gonna be in a very dark place with a flashlight what do that only. What the zombies? Huh? Stab them? <laughs> <laughs> Evade them. Gotta, gotta stay away. You get paintball guns? <laughs> no, no. They're, they're just gonna be there to scare you. Yeah. Um, but they're more of a nursing home type zombie. You know, the guys went in and got some good nursing home zombies, and you know, they're still kind of fast. They can move, but. Because um, they're my, more my speed. Yeah. yeah. Like fast zombie. shuffle. Yeah. Stuff. But there's going to be probably a couple melon heads out there, too, I think. You know, you're going to have some melon heads. You might even see Mothman from Creature Island show up somewhere. And then you got the Birch Queen. and uh, The Birch Queen? The Birch Queen. What's that? Yeah. 
What is it? Well, <laughs> you'll find out at Fear the Bunny, but she'll be out there because it's Easter and it's a new beginning. She's, How much uh, is it? Huh? How much is it for people? Um, Fear the Bunny's $25. Okay. You get the ticket. You get a t-shirt. You get a Easter bag. They'll have a few trinkets in it and the flashlight. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And where is it at? That will be revealed April 22nd. Okay. So people um, can buy their, if they would like to go, they can purchase the thing here. Yeah, this is the only place. Um, you know, just like the Melonhead games, I sell my t-shirts for 10 bucks. <laughs> you know, unless I'm trying to move them out because I got new stock coming in. But I sell my t-shirts for 10 bucks. So, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's not really about making money on this. It's about getting people through my front door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> pre-2020, you know, and this is a thing we're going to hear for probably a few decades. Because for business, for the small business, COVID destroyed us. Yeah. Point blank. Mm-hmm. If you want to survive now, you can't be just a retail shop. You got to do a you, whole lot more. You, you, you've got to be. Above and beyond. You can't, yeah, you can't just sit there and expect people to come in and buy your product. Not unless you're Meyer or Walmart or, you know, a big box store. Mm-hmm. Mom and Pop, yeah, they got to survive by providing more than just a product. Yeah, getting um, creative. Yeah, I mean, you got to find a different a niche to mm-hmm. add on. You know, just like farmers, you know, agriculture, entertainment. You know, they came up with the corn mazes and all that yeah. other stuff. Mm-hmm. They had to do something because they were dying. Yeah. That's mom and pop shops now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just can't sit there and wait for someone to walk through the front door. You know, Melonhead t-shirts are only purchased here. Fear the Bunny tickets are only purchased here. Um, it, it's a way for us to say thanks for supporting us. We're going to throw this inter- you know, this mm-hmm. event on. Um me, it's a personal thing also to get people to pass it down, mm-hmm. you know, the stories and, and what we have here. You know, not here, but out, you know, in Allegan Forest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, the mom and pop shops, you know, they, they've just got to do something extra now. You know, and a lot of the people that do my events are my customers. I see them throughout the summer, you know, they buy skateboards from me and, and, and whatever. So I, you know, I'm building like a, a community, a, a, a group, you know, you know, and that's what we need to do. You know, as a small business, we have to step outside of this box that we had mm-hmm. for all those years because it's not, the box is broke, man. It <laughs> yeah. got burnt down. And, There's no um, more box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, that, that's, that's what we do. I lay awake at night. It's like, ooh, good idea. Maybe not. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And um, so we have to reinvent ourselves. And if we can reinvent ourselves by building a good customer base, by providing entertainment, you know, they'll come in and buy the T-shirts from me and, and you know, whatever. And, um, man, I mean, I hope we don't go through another thing like we did in 2020. But, you know, small business is hurting now, and we're going to be hurting for a long time. Because it's not just product now. It's, it's you know, everyone's short-staffed. 
Yeah. And it's it's absolutely And everything costs more now. <laughs> so Yeah. And um I don't know. I think it's there's not like a whole lot of stuff like that for adults. Yeah. Like there's all these kid friendly Easter corn mazes. Easter corn mazes. <laughs> <laughs> all of that stuff. So I think it's interesting. I definitely think it's like I don't know I haven't heard of it before. I I haven't lived here in Malian for like that long after I graduated though. But you've known people that have mm-hmm. gone to the Melon One Head of my games. friends did the Melon Head thing, and she was talking about the Easter egg hunt, too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So. Did she enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Good. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, here's the thing. With the Melon Heads, you know, this will be the fourth year. And um, we, because it's just Dylan and I that do it. You know, we, we go out there, we, we scout the trail. You know, we kind of visualize things. We put things where they need to be. But it's crazy. Melonhead Day. I mean, I'm building props for like a week before trying to think, all right, you know, how do I, what do I want to do with this? And, uh, but we never, we don't go out there till like 5 o'clock on Melonhead Day to set everything up. So it's a dash. I mean, yeah. it's it's like... Yeah. We're setting up the the fifth spot, probably as people are starting <laughs> to come. Yeah, start yeah starting at the first spot. Yeah, you know, and we just come back here, mm-hmm. and I get on my phone because I always get a, at least a dozen or so messages. We're lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, you stick people in the forest. Someone's bound to get lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, even with a map. <laughs> I I know Allegan Forest. I could walk through it blind. Yeah. You know, I just tell them, what spot were you trying to get? Where are you, you know, I can usually talk them out, you know, get, get them mm-hmm. back on the right path. But, um, yeah, we've never seen what it looks like at night, you know? Yeah. Um, it's that so, pictures that people have posted. Yeah, yeah, I, I always <laughs> watch, you know, who posted mm-hmm. what. But, yeah, we never seen it at night. I, I can only visualize what I remember from my childhood, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, 68 to, uh, you know, 78, you know, that time period. That's what I remember, you know, that's what I remember it looking like, mm-hmm. you know, at night with yeah. my flashlight, which I could only see six feet in freaking front of me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> when do the Melon Head Games usually fall? It's uh, the Saturday before Halloween. Okay. Um, this year, I think it's the 22nd. Yeah, it's twenty two, twenty two. Yeah, well, that's a weird date. I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> you know? Oh, one of the strangest places in Allegan Forest, and I have yet to find the actual location. I know the general area, probably within a quarter mile. Yo, I'm close. The old nudist colony. What? Sun Coast. No, it was called Sun Sun something. Um, should look up nudist colony now in forest. <laughs> but anyways, there was this nudist colony, and it, this is during the 1930s, and it was owned by a woman from Chicago who married a guy from Kalamazoo, and he was actually a dance instructor in Kalamazoo, but he had ties in with W. K. Kellogg. Um, in, in the Kellogg 
Sunshine Sports League. That's it, yes. The nudist colony of aliens. Okay, <laughs> 60 acres. Well, <laughs> that's a big, that's a big yeah. spot. So They've got a lot of people in that colony. <laughs> Kellogg, hold on, what, what year did they say it was in? Nineteen. The land has not been used since it was raided by Allegan County authorities yeah, in nineteen thirty-three. Yeah. So it was a kind. Of, it seems kind of cult-like. It was a well, Kalamazoo dancing master just named sports. Fred Ring. Fred C. Ring. Ew. Fred C. Ring. Well, thank you. Bad name. Terrible name. They were connected with Kellogg somehow, and I don't. I can't remember the story exactly, and I. Tried looking into it a little bit, but Kellogg was into some kind of weird shit. I, I mean, can see that it was a rich family. They're into yeah. things. Yeah. Well, Kellogg. I mean, I'm not gonna mention it. I mean, he was a strange individual. You could say allegedly, and then you could yeah. say allegedly. yeah. They're well, public allegedly, he <laughs> created cornflakes to uh, absolve people of masturbation because it wasn't a sugary cereal. It's just supposed to be a bland. Like, oh, yeah. He, he was interesting. That's a weird way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. So like you can see his tie into a nudist colony. Yeah, I like yeah. cereal. <laughs> but they did some strange experiments out there, and um, <laughs> you know, one of the neighbors is the one that got them raided, and. Uh, but, you know, the stories I heard of, of what they did, you know, I, it's probably something I'll never share in the melon heads. But I want to find that spot because some of the crap was downright evil to me, you know. So, you know, to, to find that, you know, I can't, to me, it's like, it would be like, you know, I'd have goosebumps and there would be mm -hmm. this, holy crap, this is, this is the evil mecca of Allegan Forest. You know, and it would it would be interesting to, to find the location, but I can't find it. What was the reason they got raided for? Well, it was illegal to be nude, I guess, oh. back then. I, I don't. I mean, you can't really be naked now. I mean, well, but there's nudist too, there's yeah. nudist communities where they're, they're not just, getting arrested. They never just got annoyed when they kept walking over to borrow sugar. <laughs> he just kept opening his door and saying, "No, go, leave." I just told you to get out of here. <laughs> Go play sports, Leva. I know there was a pretty big trial. About it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was big news in Allegan County and Cal in Chicago. Yeah. I think the Chicago Tribune or one of the papers there. The whole um, court case is online. Oh, is it really? Yeah. What were they tried for? Just nudity, <laughs> exposure, uh, indecent <clears throat> exposure. He was convicted of designedly making an open, indecent, and obscene exposure of his person and of the persons of others in violation of Act Number 328 of Public Acts 1931. That doesn't seem like... I mean, he was naked, that's it. <laughs> but, like, it seems like he was... They're um, putting... Because it was, like, one in the 30s. Putting the responsibility. And there's also a lot of buildings on this property. Yeah. Which is weird. But like also charging him with like everyone else's nudity. And I see some mention of children here. Yeah. So that's that not makes good. Sense. That so huge. Just, you got your family. It's a family vacation. Yeah. It's. <laughs> 
But that's one of the things that's out in the Alien Force, too. Yeah, I, I never, never heard, heard about that. that. That's yeah. interesting. <laughs> I can't find it. Yeah. I, I can't. And I've talked to a few people that know more about Alien Force than I do, and well, they're not they're not <laughs> sure of the actual... Well, it's like it's been erased. You know I mean? You can research so much, but there's no... You can't find the actual, you know, the gate to the nudist colony and so it's like it was never recorded or or whatever you can get general lots where they like deleted that out of public record i've dug into some public record and it won't give me the actual lot Mm -hmm. number of of where it was and you know they'll they'll mention a general vicinity i i do know it had to have been along the banks of swan creek I do know that because in the one police report, they said they had to walk over at that time because Swan Creek didn't have a dam by that bridge at the time. So it was a lot smaller flowing than what it is today. So they could step across it. So it had to have been along the banks of Swan Creek because of the police report stated they stepped across it and they went up a large embankment. And... um but it's, but another report also stated that the neighbor is the one that called the police to get them raided because um, she was observing whatever. But um, there there's no houses where this like is. Like everything is gone. Yeah, there's no structures. There's no nothing. So it's like they arrested them and burned it all to the ground everything. or something. Huh. That's weird. The location, do you want to give the address out? And I can I'll give it a in the GPS coordinates. Okay. Do you know how to do that? Latitude and longitude? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, what what I'll do is is and that's how Melonhead games is. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz there's no address. Okay. So um I mean for the shop. Oh, for to, the shop. To, to buy tickets. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Mind us, please. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a game. <laughs> it's 1817 68th Street, which is Blue Star Highway, um, corner of 118th and Blue Star. For some reason, GPS sends you to my old location, downtown Finville, and I've tried changing it a million times, and it still takes people to downtown Finville. But, um... Yeah, right here at the shop. We're only open weekends. And actually, the last day you can get tickets for Fear the Bunny is April 16th. Okay. Um, simply because I need a count. Yeah. You know, I mean, for bags, T-shirts, you know, candy, you know, and everything, you know, whatever else. Um, you know, it'd be nice if everyone could find 20 to 30 eggs. You know, that, that that's what I'm thinking. You know, and some eggs are going to have candy, some eggs are going to have prizes, you know. I like keeping it small. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want a thousand people out there. I don't want 500. I just want between two and 300 people. Yeah. Well, and especially if it's just you two, that's kind of hard to put on a big event for a thousand people. Right. (laughs) That'd be really hard. And, uh, yeah. And hopefully in 20 years, they'll be out there doing the same thing with their kids and cousins and you know, everything else, you know. And I, I feel bad for the teenagers right now because what what do they have going on? I mean, it, <laughs> there's... Creepypastas on Reddit. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then the Fear of the Bunny, the date is the 23rd? 
April 23rd, yeah, which is <clears throat> last year's Melonhead Games was October 23rd. Oh. Fear of Bunnies, April 23rd. And, um, yeah, that's kind of a numbers thing. Right after 420. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can go shopping and get really high and yeah. come and do the bunny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what really got you into this? <clears throat> what what sparked your interest in weird and suspicious, or suspicious and weird? Um, I don't know. I feel like we always liked scary movies and stuff when we were young, and she's old, my older sister, so she's always watched, had us watch, like, scary stuff. And I remember, um, I remember when we were really little, you and our cousin, they used to get online and read, like, creepy stories, creepy stories about, yeah. like, and they had pictures of, like, I don't know. Shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> we were really young and they'd tell them to us and then listen to podcasts and listen to a lot of like morbid is one and um, more true crime kind. But, and then continue to like that stuff. And I feel like there's not as many podcasts as stuff that's not true crime. You know, like not I mean? very many creepy podcasts that are just about like weird things. Have you ever experienced anything like that? A a any, anything really creepy or paranormal? Yeah, I mean, the only one that I know for sure that I was when right after our grandpa died, we both seen him, but we didn't know that we both seen him until like what, like two years two years ago, ago is when we were like, oh, mm -hmm. and then I was like, oh, you've seen that too, and she was like, yeah, like I thought I was dreaming. I was eleven when my grandpa passed away, and like. I was half asleep, like, you know, when you're, like, just falling asleep, but you kind of feel, like, I don't know, in between sleeping and dreaming, and I opened my eyes, and, like, there was this figure at the foot of the bed that was just, like, an outline of a person, but, like, glowing blue and green. Yeah. And I didn't tell anybody about it, because I just thought I was dreaming, but then a couple of years ago, I was talking to her about it, and she was like, I saw the same thing, and she would have been, like, six or five. How old would you have been? I was 11. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was really, we were really close with our grandpa. So it was just him checking in on us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then just like creepy houses. I, uh, my youngest brother, he was 10 years younger than me. So when I was 16, you know, he was six. And, um, he had a knack for seeing. I don't know if you want to call them ghosts or whatever. Things, things. And it was my sophomore year of high school, 1980. He wouldn't go upstairs where my bedroom was because he said there was someone hanging in the stairway. Would not, wouldn't get nowhere near the stairs. Never went up there. And, you know, it was kind of a weird, creepy house, but neither of my brothers would go up there simply because it was scary as hell and um, but my bedroom was up there and I was dating this girl from Goebbels um, who I met I was going to the Allegan High School at the time but I met her I spent a, several years at Goebbels Junior Academy there mm -hmm. the Adventist yep. Church School there mm -hmm. and uh, that's where I met her and I left there in eighth grade and Jenny and I were in, in the same class. Jenny Gushwin was her name. 
and um, oh, you know, we would date, you know, probably see each other once or twice a week, mm -hmm. and uh, she was killed on March third, nineteen eighty. Funeral was March sixth, nineteen eighty. But her and I, I mean, back then, you know, we didn't have cell phones, you know, and um, it was always, you know, you know, pay phones or, or, you know, your home phone. That's how we talk. But wherever we were, we'd call each other. Mm -hmm. So if we were at a pay phone, we'd always call each other collect. And after a funeral for about a week, about one, two in the morning, my mom would wake me up and said, you have a call, call. And I'd go, who? She goes, it's Jenny. And I'd go to talk to her and she, I'd hear a click. Mm -hmm. And that went on for about a week. And uh, after that, man, it, I mean, the spirit world was a whole nother thing for me. I mean, it's, there, 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 there is something out there. And, um, but you know, I don't know if it was a prank, if it was, you know, yeah. none of my friends yeah. would ever do would anything like that. But people, people do, people unfortunately, do yeah. but yeah. But, uh, maybe they thought that would make you feel better or something, you know, <laughs> some fucked up shit like that. Hopefully not. I believe that when you die, like, your energy has to go somewhere. I don't think it just disappears. I think it could hang out for a little while. Yeah, and our grandma, she's always <clears> like, I just ask your grandpa, where is blah, 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 and then mm -hmm. it appears. Like, if she loses something, she'll yeah. be like, hey, Kenny, where's the remote? And then she'll, like, walk into the kitchen and back into the living room, and it'll just be on the table. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there, there's some pretty creepy stuff out there. And uh, I'm glad you girls are doing this. Yeah. You know, pass some stories along. It's definitely fun. Alright, and that was The Weird and Suspicious, and don't forget that you can email us at theweirdandsuspicious at gmail.com, and we also have an Instagram, The Weird and Suspicious, and our Twitter is just The Weird and Sus, and thank you for listening.